mother, my mother, uh, what is the phrase? She isn't quite herself today. Episode 47, I am Todd. I am Hector. Thank you for joining me, Hector. Hey, you're welcome. Thank you. Uh, thank you for uh, <laughs> bringing me over. <laughs> All right, this is serious. Cut the bullshit. We're getting serious right now. I want to thank my mother. <laughs> I'm going to tell you why. Okay. She made a hell of a shepherd's pie tonight, and it was amazing. That's awesome. It was good so for good. you, man. Good for me. You know what? Uh, tell I'm, me. I have a quick story about shepherd's pie. I never really knew what shepherd's pie was when I was a kid because uh, my mother made it wrong. Like she made it. For, like, all <laughs> <laughs> she made it. She didn't make it the way like I found out later in life. That's how it is. So I never really liked it. She put in like green olives and Gross. like and like red and like red uh, red peppers and weird Ugh. stuff. And uh, I was just like, I'm not a fan of it. So I never liked shepherd's pie. So I tell everyone, I'm like, shepherd's pie. I'm like, no. You're I don't an like idiot that. for like shepherd's like, pie. Yeah, you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> shepherd's pie is gross. And then, um, lo and behold, like I go, you know, I'm, I, uh, I, my. I go to my wife's family's house for shepherd's pie, and they're like, no, 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 it's not what you think. It's not like, I try to describe it to them, they're like, no, 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 it's not at all like that. It's not at all. (laughs) So I actually have shepherd's pie, and I'm like, this is pretty damn good. And now Um, it's all you eat. And now it's all I eat. And actually, yeah, my wife made it uh, last week. That's the moral of the story. It's it's, it's, it's just so good now. (laughs) And I'm like, screw this old shepherd's pie. I exist completely on a diet of shepherd's pie. (laughs) (laughs) I'm 98% mashed potatoes. (laughs) And uh, crystal Coke, whatever that was. Crystal Coke. Or Tab. That'd be awesome to just drink Tab. <laughs> you, you want a Tab, you gotta order something, pal. <laughs> just put it on my Tab. <laughs> oh, classic. All right. Enough of the crap. Uh, Seventy years ago, when we last recorded, we asked the DM Nation, the DMers, the DM Knights, the whatevers, uh, what was your, what was it, favorite movie of 2010? Or favorite movies. Oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a long time it ago. A long, it was seven years ago. <laughs> it was seven years ago today. It wasn't even today. It was, that was a Tuesday. Today's a Thursday. Uh, the, the weather is really messing with us. It really is. It's and, like getting into our heads. Yeah, it's making us. Plow salt. Yeah. Make, it's making it really hard to record, even though we live so close to each other. This, especially because I live downhill from you. It makes right. it just that much harder, I think, to come I mean, I, I trudged through snow to get. Here today, yeah. Uh, my car broke down f- halfway through, and I had nice. to. Uh, yeah, so you I, ran. I ran. <laughs> I ran across the highway. I took pictures of my mom's neighborhood when I was there today, and it really. When you turn off of the main street into Turnberry, where she lives, don't don't Google her. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, it really looks like you're looking at a completely different planet because it is all snow. Like no. the roads are completely covered in snow. Uh, there's snow mounds bigger than me, like and then some. They're huge. I took pictures of it. it looks like Hoth. It's like the it day really after looks tomorrow. like Hoth. Yeah. No, Hoth. It looks like the day after tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 2012. 2012. We're almost there. Ah, so close. Yeah. It's a great movie. Great. Great times. I uh, saw that movie in theaters twice. I enjoyed it. I like uh, I like I like the disaster films. A lot of people still nowadays still trying to figure out whether Oliver Platt was did his job correctly or he should have been fired um, earlier. Well, I think he was definitely the antagonist of the film, <laughs> but he should have been fired far, far before. Um, it's just 2012. John Cusack. John Cusack's really the hero of the film. The bad guy is really the the disaster. You see. It's a metaphor for communism. <laughs> it's the red scare all over no again. No idea what I'm talking about. No, it's the red. It's like our AF, it's, uh, Why is it on the AFI list? It should have been right next to well, High Noon. It will be in a year. <laughs> <laughs> Just give it time. Just if it's it about t- McCarthyism, then it'll be on the AFI Top yeah. 100. Uh, little, uh, little note. Um, this has nothing to do with anything. But I showed my wife, my dearly beloved, uh, Look Who's Talking To, 
for the first time because she'd what? never seen it. Yeah, she'd never seen Did it. Did you slap her in the face before you showed it to her? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I would have done. <laughs> she was she was laughing hysterically. It's, it's one of the best movies of all time. It is so funny, and I I for, keep forgetting that Amy Heckling did that one. Yeah, as well as the first film, and I, both I of those movies are fantastic. I can't. I, like I looked at the running time, and it said like it said like eighty minutes or something yeah. like that. I was like, wow, this is a really short movie, but it's 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 hilarious. Elias Cotes is in it. Casey Jones himself. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I I love the end of that movie when he's coming in and he has the gun. Yeah. <laughs> they come in and go walking out into the rain. Uh, are you thinking what I'm thinking? Yeah, lunch. <laughs> it's the first one, but it's still good. <laughs> oh, go ahead. And then they showed her the John Travolta scene. The uh, the scene where uh, he's doing Arnold Schwarzenegger totally call. <laughs> Do it. See my movie. Do it. See my movie. I don't know. I, don't know. I think they're a little too young. She laughed the most, so I think at Mr. Po- as the Toilet Man. Oh, uh, Mr. Toilet Man. <laughs> Put me in it. <laughs> Next time you go and sit on my toilet, I'll bite your tushy off. Bite your tushy off. <laughs> Isn't that Mel Brooks? Yeah, yeah. Oh man, That's I love hysterical. that movie so much. I love the uh, his toys, and uh, I got my mindset on you. Yes. And then yeah. I just love how he has the weird fantasy sequence about like the bear turning, and he has the red yeah, eyes. Yeah, in the beginning. That part is so awesome. Everything oh, about that movie. Oh, he's incredible. Yeah. You need a Blu-ray release of that ASAP. ASAP. Yeah, <laughs> ASAP. <laughs> <laughs> All right. As we were. Yeah. 2010. We got a handful of emails and about five voicemails. So let's get into this. Let's do it. Uh. All right, here we go. Hello, gentlemen. I'm not sure if you're once again reading your listeners slash past guests' favorite films this year. If you are, here are my top 20 films of 2010 in alphabetical order. The A-Team. Great movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Batman, Under the Red Hood. Amazing movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Black Swan. Exit of the Gift Shop. The Fighter. Frozen. Kick-Ass. Actually, before we get there, what do you think about Exit of the Gift Shop being nominated as Best Documentary, considering people don't know if it's real or not? I mean, I guess it's still considered a documentary. It's still, it's still considered a documentary because I mean, it is. It is. It's. 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 It's not necessarily fact based. It's not going to say it's fact based, <laughs> but I mean, it is. It, it, no, no, no documentary really ever is. It's always a biased opinion about one uh, one subject. If it wins, who's going to accept it? Because <laughs> uh, I don't I think am. Banksy would go there. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, Kick Ass, How to Train Your Dragon, Inception, Piranha, Robin Hood, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, Shutter Island. The Social Network, Splice, The Town, Toy Story 3, Triangle, True Grit, Youth and Revolt, Culpits. Yeah, I was going to say, there's only one man that liked Robin Hood would put it on his list. Like I love Robin Hood. That. No, no, I mean, the, the only other person. Oh, I, well, I, did, I, did, <laughs> I had to step back there to pedal back, pedal back. No, I, yeah. I like Robin Hood a lot. Yeah. I think our good friend Benjamin Corman did too, but I can't remember. All right. Uh, hello, Todd and Hector. My tops for 2010. Number one, Toy Story 3. What a great conclusion to this trilogy. I laughed. I cried. I loved it. Number two, The Town. I'm not a huge Affleck fan. Kill yourself. So I was surprised at how much I enjoyed this movie. This was really a great story, though. R.I.P. Pete Possilwaite. I said to kill yourself, by the way. I added that because anyone who's not Affleck. That would really be if he wrote it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Kill yourself. Number three, Red. I don't care what anyone says at Slim. This was a fun movie with a bunch of fun and talented actors. My love for John Malkovich stays strong. He was hilarious in this. Okay, so this list is without having seen The Fighter or Black Swan, which I feel would definitely be up there. I haven't had as much time for movies with MonsterCon. Oh, wait, I mean my wedding coming up. Thanks for helping make 2010 awesome. Looking forward to more movies and fun in 2011. Katie. That's Kilgore Katie. Very cool. Worst list of all time. <clears throat> not true. Steven Edwards writes in, What's up, guys? Like both of your lists, here's my top ten. Ten, 127 hours. Nine, The King's Speech. Eight, Toy Story 3. <laughs> I don't know why I looked at you when I said that. <laughs> uh, number seven, The Town. Number six, True Grit. Number five, Let Me In. You guys forgot to mention this. This is the best remake. Uh, I haven't seen it, so I can't say if it's the best remake or not. Because last, last week, or two weeks ago, uh, to me, randomly mentioned what do you think is the best remake? Yeah, and I think that's. What I believe I put it in my runners. Uh, yeah, I think you had any honorable mentions. Yeah, yeah. Uh, number four, the fighter. Number three, Black Swan. Number two, the Social Network. Number one, Inception. You have been granted permission to discuss the greatness of this list if you'd like. That's pretty much what we discussed. Yeah, I. It's a great list. Agreed. The only one on there I haven't seen is Let Me In, which I feel really disgusting for. I hate that I haven't seen that movie. Came out today on DVD though. There you go. Second chances. Second chances. <laughs> uh, this email came from you, Hector. <laughs> oh, it's from. uh, it's you forwarded. Yeah, I had to forward this because uh, what is this? It's a uh, epic sent me a list of. Uh, oh, okay. I was so confused. It's so many movies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's he, every movie he's seen. It's right. every movie. He sent me a list. I looked at it. I said, "This is every single movie you've seen." He said, "Yeah." <laughs> All right, here we go. Best movies of 2010: Scott Pilgrim vs. the World is number one, followed by Social Network. Black Swan, Inception, The American, Animal Kingdom, Winter's Bone, The Secret in Their Eyes, Shutter Island, and Stone. Did you see Stone? I did not. Because I heard it was awful, and I really wanted to see it, though. 
His surprises of 2010. Brooklyn's Finest, How to Train Your Dragon, The Last Exorcism, Going the Distance, and Tron Legacy. Uh, Disappointments of 2010, The Last Airbender, You'll Meet a Tall Dark Stranger, Our Name on Elm Street, The Town, and True Grit. True Grit, really? It's a good movie. Uh, Worst movies of 2010. Number one is The Last Airbender. Jonah Hex, Skyline, Alice in Wonderland, Clash of the Titans, Survival of the Dead, Splice, I'm Still Here, The Wolfman Due Date. I watched I'm Still Here the other day, yesterday. Yeah, Terrible, I, I, I had to ask him what, what possessed him to even see some of these films in the <laughs> first place, like Last Airbender, but he, uh, like he, apparently there's a couple of excuses he had. One, well, I guess he did want to see Last Airbender, um, and then, sec- and then sec- second, some of these films, I think he went with his roommate. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, he also has his favorite scenes, which I'm not going to do, but I will get into this. It's his top ten video games of 2010. Number one is Red Dead Redemption, followed by Limbo, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, Heavy Rain, Call of Duty Black Ops, Bioshock 2, Alan Wake, Connect, Dead Rising 2, and Deadly Premonition. I'm surprised Dead Rising 2 and Deadly Premonition are on there. Just that I didn't really hear anything good about those games. Hmm. I, I, is, that, is that a PS? Actually, Deadly Premonition I heard some good things about. Was it called Deadly What? Deadly Premonition. Is that a PS3 game? No, nah, it's a 360 game. It is. Yeah, hmm. I heard great things about Limbo though. Yeah, I, I played. I played about five minutes of it. Uh, I like the demo. Mm-hmm. It's it's pretty fun, but it looks like it's a it's it's a cool little puzzle game. Awesome. Like it, it's like it's a, a your shadowy character, and basically nice. everything is in the background. It's all just it is what it is. It's Limbo, and it's just no color to it. It's just everything black. It's creepy. That's racist. Uh, here we go. It's our last email. Uh, howdy, guys. That's how y'all speak in the U.S., isn't it? Just trying to make you guys feel at home. I'm a relatively new <laughs> listener and picked up on your show from the Film Spotting Podcast, which I've been an avid fan of for a couple of years. I really enjoy the reverent mix of banter, and it's good to hear you talk about TV and pretty much whatever drops in your minds rather than just strictly an AFI film review show. Anyway, just want to say that I'll stop kissing ass now. <laughs> Thought I'd ship in my top ten films of 2010. I've watched more films last year than any other, so I feel genuinely confident putting a list together. In reverse order, number ten, Four Lions. Did you see Four Lions? I really I, want to see it. No, I haven't seen it. No. Oh, I want to see it so bad. Yeah, I've heard nothing but good things about it. Yeah, it just uh, it, it just sounds the material just sounds <clears throat> really like messed up. Yeah, and really funny. Yeah. I heard nothing but funny yeah. things about it. Uh, number nine, another movie I wanted to see that I, that only went to DVD here, Cemetery Junction. I really yes. wanted to see that the Ricky Gervais movie. Ricky Gervais, yeah. Uh, number eight, Monsters. Another one I really wanted to see. Uh, number seven, Winter's Bone. Number six, A Prophet. Number five, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Number four, Black Swan. Number three, Inception. Number two, The Secret in Their Eyes. A lot of people like that movie. That was good, right? You said that's good? Yeah. I, I, yeah. I would have put it in my top ten. I've never seen it. I just saw it today at work on Blu-ray, though. Number one, Social Network. The only film I've really gone to town on telling people about is The Secret in Their Eyes. I was intrigued to see what could have beaten The White Ribbon and a Prophet to the Best Foreign Film Oscar, but the Academy got it spot on. Maybe I just love David Fincher's Zodiac too much. But this had elements of that, and a lot of his films that was stylish, but not too flashy and had a devastating story running through it. It's the one film which has stayed with me the longest. Okay, you keep up the good work, and I'll keep listening. You stay classy. Zahid, at Big Welsh on Twitter. Very cool. Thanks new a lot, Zahid. Yeah. I like new listeners. Yes. All right. This is where we get into the, the heavy lifting. Nope. We have a bunch of email, uh, <laughs> emails. Voice Actually, email. I know. I have one last thing on Facebook I forgot. John Simone says, Machete, Inception, Kick-Ass, Black Swan, Hatch 2 and the Fighter would be on here, but I have not seen those yet. I never understand why people say that. How do you know? <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, you, trailers aren't just good enough. I'm yeah. sorry. You can't, you can't just go by that or what other people say. You have to base on your own opinion. Yeah, seriously. Because, uh, like, I know I, I waited so I could see more movies before we did the top ten. Uh-huh. But I didn't wait because I would go, you know what? Trigger's definitely going to be my top ten. I'm going to wait. Yeah, Trigger was, was my last film. It was, it was actually my first film of the year. That's the first of this film year? Of this yeah. year, yeah. Cool. And then it was Sorcerer's. Uh, no, sort of yeah, season, season of the witch. Season of the witch. Yeah. Why would you go see that? Poor, poor. <laughs> Again, with a, with a friend. Poor, poor. <laughs> but it's Nicolas Cage. You know, I, you never think you can go wrong. I love Nicolas Cage. He's, he's too good. You're very wrong. N- Nicolas Cage. He's the worst. Oh, my bad. And by the worst, I mean best. Yeah, you go. <laughs> hey, hey, <I> <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, this first voicemail comes from Chris from Wichita. <laughs> hey, what's up, guys? This is Chris down here in Kansas. Uh, alright. My favorite movie, 2010. Alright, I'm gonna have to go with McGruber! Alright, no, I'm just kidding, not McGruber. Uh, alright, so, watchability, I'm gonna have to go with Scott Pilgrim. That movie, I can watch a million times, not get tired of it. Um, and, uh, like, graphic-wise, and story, I'm gonna have to go with Inception. I still don't know what the hell went on in that movie, but, uh, 
I've seen it several times, and uh, it looks great on Blu-ray. So uh, I guess that's it. Have a good one, guys. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. You sound incredibly tired, and like you didn't want to do that at all. <laughs> it was like, no, it's you. You're, miss, you're missing the most. You know, the whole idea is he's laying on his bed with his arms tucked right behind his head, just kind of like ah, yeah, kind of like that Bruce Willis. <laughs> I'll call if I want. You know that scene in Fifth Element when he's describing Lilu to the I know guy exactly what you think exactly, and he's just like, I'm a meat popsicle. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, I love Scott Pilgrim. I love Inception. And I love MacGruber too, for that matter. There you go. MacGruber's just a great, great film. Yeah, the shoot. <laughs> <laughs> I love the soundtrack. Oh man, it's a great soundtrack. All right, let's One see here. Best. Our next voicemail comes in from Kevin Carr from Fat Guys at the Movies. Hello. Let's uh, play this right now. Hey, it's Kevin Carr from Fat Guys at the Movies. I heard you guys were looking for the best of the year. I'm going to rank them: top three movies, best of the year: The Green Hornet, uh, and then The Dilemma, and then well, I haven't seen Season of the Witch, but that's it. So, uh, top three of the year. There you go. In that order, Green Hornet, Dilemma, Season of the Witch. Um, uh, yeah, I don't, uh, I don't think he realizes what's happening here. My goodness, We're looking for here. 2010. Yeah, we need to. Uh, Maybe better luck next year. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, this will be a little better next year. Yeah. This next uh, voicemail comes in from Jonesy loves beer. So let's play that right now. Take it away, Jonesy. This is uh, at Jonesy loves beer. I'm calling you guys. Straight out of Abington Memorial Hospital, Abington, PA, yo. Just want to let you know, while I'm on my morphine, that Red is the best movie of 2010. You got Bruce Willis, you got Morgan Freeman, you got that other guy everybody loves, John Malkovich. Movie's great, action's great. All you haters out there, just remember... That Morgan Freeman was red and Shawshank. That means every movie he's in is phenomenal. Later, peeps. Check us out at JoeJoeLoveBeer.com at NerdCast.org. Go Slim. <clears throat> Clearly, a man has never been so drunk leaving say, a voicemail. I hope that Kate, Kilgore Katie was with him too. Kilgore Katie. <laughs> he had just gotten out of surgery, I believe, when he left that. Yeah. Uh, wow. He did. Yeah. That is. Uh, Oh, I, uh, I, I mean, it's been it's been like ten, seven years. I hope he's recovered. <laughs> well, I think he got the same surgery I had a few years ago, and they said he had to stay in there for two days. I was in there for maybe an hour and a half after I got my surgery and was out at home. Remember? Wow, yeah. I, mean, I was laying in bed. I yeah. don't. Yeah, but it, you, you also stayed in bed for like the rest of your life. No, I was back to work on Monday. Really? Yeah, I had the surgery like on Wednesday, and I had Thursday and Friday off from work, and then I went to back to work on Monday. Huh. Maybe just because I didn't see you so long. And I think it's th- it's weird they released me from the hospital like mere hours after I got it. But you were in pain though, weren't you? Well, yeah, <laughs> I just got cut up. Yeah, I just got cut the f up. But son. but like a man, you went back to work anyway. You Your said, GD right, I did. Yeah, yeah. You I showed everyone the scar. I'm like, look at it. <laughs> <laughs> Your war scars. All right, uh, let's see here. The next voicemail comes in from my good dead friend Nick Janino. What? My good Nick, but friend Nick Janino. <laughs> <laughs> my good dead Nick. Fr- I can't speak. I'm drunk. That's okay. Too many four locos, huh? Todd and Hector, this is uh, your buddy Nick, also known as The Bones, although nobody has ever called me that. Uh, calling in with my favorite pick of 2010. I've gone back and forth on this a bunch of times throughout the year. This is one of those rare years where there's no clear-cut number one for me from the get-go. It changed probably four or five times throughout the year, but I keep coming back to it, and it's David Fincher's The Social Network. Um, combined with Aaron Sorkin's writing of the movie and Fincher's own specific visual stylings, I think that easily The Social Network is my favorite movie of the year. Um, it's also worth noting the score is awesome. Um, keep up the good work, guys, and happy 2011, although it is belated. Excellent pick, Nicholas. Social Agreed. Network yeah. coming in the clutch. <laughs> uh, interesting to note that that score did get nominated for an Oscar. It did, yeah. Even though people said it wouldn't. Did it win the Globe? I did win. But who cares, you know? Yeah, who gives a fuck about the Golden Globes yeah. anymore? Piece of shit. <laughs> Ugh, makes me sick. 
Oeuvre. <laughs> I don't know why I said Oeuvre. Uh, I love the Social Network, though. I was just watching the behind-the-scenes documentary on the DVD last night, and the Blu-ray, if you will, the 93-minute-long like making of. It's amazing. It's a great movie. Yeah. I love the Social Network. It's in my Blu-ray player right now. Is it right now? Right now. Wow, that's messed up. That is messed up. What if Angela took it out when you weren't there? Ugh, she that broke that it in half. It's <laughs> <laughs> not unlike her. <laughs> not at all. Uh, this next one is from J-Man, and it's about four and a half minutes long. Uh, it was so long, in fact, that Gmail <laughs> cut him off. Google Voice cut him off, and he called back for a second half. I thought you were going to say you edited it. <laughs> oh, I wish, because uh, I do not. I'm not going to listen to this. So uh, hopefully, it's a good answer. <laughs> Here it is, J Man. Hey, Hacker and Todd, it's J Man from New Jersey, calling with my top films for uh, your poll question. Both top films and top disappointments. So I have five of each. Top films. Starting number five, Black Swan. I think it's very artistic. Not so much a big rewatching factor, but definitely liked seeing it. Number four, The King's Speech. Personally, I'd give Colin Firth and Jeffrey Rush the Oscars right now if I could. Great film. Number three, Exit Through the Gift Shop. You know, very fun, very rewatchable. I've already seen it several times, and I would love for Banksy to come out at the Oscars and reveal himself as Betty White. Uh, number two, Inception is brilliant. It's very insulting that Christopher Nolan didn't get a Best Director nomination or that the film was even nominated for Best Editing. I mean, have they even watched the film? I don't know. And number one, the social network. I don't know what else I really need to say, you know, say about that. Very enjoyable, rewatchable, well done. All right. Top five disappointments. Number five, despicable, sorry, despicable me. Besides the minions, I really couldn't care about anyone or anything in the film. I mean, the minions are great, but that's it. Number four, the town. You know, I had high expectations since, uh, I saw Gone Baby Gone. And after watching both the theatrical and extended cuts of this film, there are good parts and bad parts that, with each of them, that if they really sat down and edited, could have come up with a really good film. You know, it was all right, but I had much higher expectations. Number three, The Fighter. Even though Christian Bale and Melissa Leo were brilliant, you know, Marky Mark and David O. Russell just took one of the most exciting fighters to watch and made him boring. You know, they had lousy fight scenes, and even with the great performances by Christian Bale and stuff, you know, I didn't really connect to the characters. I just really liked their performances, and the film almost seemed like it was... Christian Bale was almost like a leading actor and not Marky Mark. Number two, the kids are all right. You know, it really loved the trailers when I saw this and had really high expectations for this. And the first half of the film is pretty good, but then the second half, it just falls completely flat. And, you know, I really don't know what to say. I mean, critics just love this film hands down, and I thought it had great potential. It just didn't live up to it. And then my J-Man again, and I guess Google Voice only lets you record three-minute voicemail. So, and it's fine because the top film really doesn't even deserve to be on a voicemail, but I decided to call back anyway. And the biggest disappointment of the year for me is Alice in Wonderland. You know, Tim Burton kind of won me back after seeing Sweeney Todd. You know, that and the visuals, it looked like Alice in Wonderland definitely had some potential to it. And then I saw the film. And I haven't been that angry or disappointed at a film since Pineapple Express. I mean, it was just completely boring. The visuals couldn't hold together, you know, even keep me interested in it. It was boring. It was like looking at a book for two hours. And honestly, Johnny Depp and Helena Bonham Carter just need to be put on separate continents where they can go back to making good films and have good performances without ever being in contact with one another. And Tim Burton just needs to have an overdose already so the world can be a better place without him. 
And that's my top films for 2010. Thanks, guys. Bye. Awesome, J-Man. I actually did listen to most of that. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm surprised that the fighter is on a disappointment list, though. I've never heard of people who didn't like it. I've heard a lot of people that love it. No, I know. Toomey didn't really care for it. Yeah. Uh, what about, did you like the fighter? Yes. Yes. It was, it was in my, your top ten, right? It was, it was my number one on my runners up, or whatever you call it. Oh, so it wasn't in the top ten? No, it's just, just, just missed. Just missed. Just, just missed. missed. <laughs> <laughs> it's our favorite thing in the world to say. Um, let's see here. That was about everyone, right? Yeah. Oh, wait, no. We just got another uh, voicemail from Kevin, actually. Kevin? Uh, what? Kevin? All right. Fat Guys of the Movies. Let's play this again. Hey, guys. It's Kevin Carr again from Fat Guys of the Movies. I just realized you were probably talking the best of 2010, not 2011. So sorry about that list with the Green Hornet and Season of the Witch in there. Uh, so let's talk best of 2010. You know what? I have a lot of stuff on my list that, that everybody's got on their list, stuff like Inception and the Black Swan, 127 Hours and True Grit. And, of course, my fav- my two favorites were Toy Story 3 and Despicable Me. Uh, anyone who knows me knows my love of animation. But I had two on the list that I don't think anybody else did uh, because these are movies that I that really spoke to me and I really enjoyed them. One was Splice. That was my number three. And, you know what, it's, it just was a fantastic movie, great sort of late-night, uh, all-night movie marathon, horror cinema, reminiscent of Cronenberg's type stuff. I mean, it turned me on way more than it probably should have, and that kind of embarrasses me a little bit. Also, McGruber came in at number 10 for me. Uh, I, I just thought this movie was funny. It was it was a, a loving homage to 80s and 90s uh, action films, and you know, Will Forte did a great job bringing his character to the big screen. No one else thought it was a great movie, apparently, because it made about five bucks at the box office. Uh, but hey, yeah, my, my sort of out-of-the-box ones, Splice and McGruber. Those were my two of my favorites of 2010. Later. See, this right here is why I love Kevin Carr from Fat Guys at the Movies. Splice I loved. You know, he's thinking out of the box. Thinking out of the box. Thinking out of the box. He's coming right in with McGruber. I mean, I've said it before. I loved it. I still got to watch that uh, Splice. Yeah. Shoot. I'm going to shoot. Oh, McGruber. That's a lot. And I noticed that's a lot of people have been saying that on, on as far as un, like un, underwhelmed. Well, it's funny because, I mean, yeah, it didn't do well at all. Um, but I've heard such mixed things about it. Like, I know some people think it's like the best comedy of the year. And then some people just think it's god awful. And I can't see how you can not think it's funny when you're watching that movie. Because some people don't have that funny bone. Clearly, they're a little mistaken. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and by a little mistaken, I mean they're stupid. <laughs> I, uh, I seriously don't. Th- I seriously think that there are some people that just they don't know. <laughs> they they don't think things like that are hysterical. Smacks his ear again. Rage, in rage. <laughs> oh, it was working fine up until just now. <laughs> I hate these stupid headphones. It's silly. Time to die. Oh, uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> I just went into dark territory for a second. Dark territory. Let's move on to the news. I liked everyone's answers. Thank you all. Yes. For being gifts. Yes. But Kevin is the greatest gift to them all. I know. I don't know why anyone else didn't come up with the 2011 list. All right. <laughs> it's too bad. All right. Here we go. Nick Fury will be in Thor and Captain America. He'll have cameos in those. Don't care. Uh, apparently, there's going to be a Pet Cemetery make. Again, don't really care. Thought it was news. <laughs> Pet uh, Cemetery. Yeah. It's a good little flick. Exactly. The original. That's why we don't need another one. There you go. But I'll watch it. There you go. Nah, I, I probably won't. Wait, you, did you see it? Yeah. It's worn out. You, I've never seen time. the second one. Oh, the second one. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Um, I put this on here, even though everyone already knows, but Superman cast Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill. But the reason I put this here is because I, I, I want to know. Out of the people that you've seen listed, if you've seen any, wh- wh- who would you like to see as Lois Lane? Oh, oh, give, give me some of the names here. I don't even remember now. No, I, I know, um, was Olivia Wilde? Yeah. Okay. I like her. Yeah. I like Olivia Wilde. I'll go with her. She was good in Tron. Yeah. Um, I don't even know if she was on the list or not, because I can't remember the list now, but I still want Rachel McAdams and or Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Well, Mary Elizabeth Winstead in anything. I want her to be Wonder Woman. I, want, I know it'll never happen, I but want, I want it. I want her just to come out and hang out. That'd be awesome. On the show. Yeah. Um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt apparently is going to be in The Dark Knight Rises, but no yeah. one knows his what. This is always, this is just casting news. It's like, I, I, let me know when you have things in writing. It's written right here. Oh. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. But, um, I just want to see him in it because I want to see him in everything. Exactly. 
And then my last little piece of news here is that Beavis and Butthead's coming back. Yeah. Yeah, son. Like, it, it was rumored a long time ago, but now I guess it's official. I forget what I was just watching or listening to, and they mentioned how they were recording Beavis and Butthead for the new show, and I was like, what? <laughs> I got so excited. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, you know, you, you won't resurface something like that for, for Jackass without having something. Yeah. You know. I wonder if that's why they did it, to see if there was a reaction to it. Yeah. I like that opening to have them. That's cool. I like anything with them, really. It's true. Um, and then for at Dallas Corey's memorial list of DVDs coming out this week, we have uh, the 60th anniversary of Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. Which I need to get ASAP. Uh, let Me In. Never Let Me Go. Monsters. Uh, a Blu-ray of All About Eve. Hatchet 2. And a Blu-ray for An Affair to Remember. Ah. I thought that was worth noting. Yes. Because I've never seen it. And I really want to. Do it. <laughs> Especially after seeing Cary Grant in a few of these movies. It makes me really want to see it. Yes. And I like it because it's a book. I love the Blu-ray books. Oh, it's all about Eve and books. Yeah, yeah. Books. Oh, Warner. yeah, it's Warner. Yeah. Warner, Digibooks. Those things are beautiful to look at. Um, but that's it. That's uh, that's all we have for the first half. You know what's a beautiful case, too? The Tell Social me. Network. Oh, I, I love, love the feel. I love, I love touching it. It, it feels so cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because, like, I remember when I first saw the artwork listed on Amazon, I was like, that artwork is terrible. But it comes right off. Yeah, well, I didn't know that at the time, Hector. <laughs> Jesus. That's what I'm getting at here. Stu- <laughs> Mother effer. I stuck a nerve. Well, that's the end of the episode, because I can't take this shit anymore. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> I sliced my wrist open. Yeah, but the, 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 it's a beautiful case. I love it. Yeah. I sometimes just I think every case should just be like that, just because it hours. feels so good. Uh <sighs> Um, But yeah, that's it for the first half. We're going to take a quick little break here and come back and discuss the classic Psychosomatic. It's really called Psychosomatic. Psychosomatic. Uh, (laughs) Uh, Some with some classic Hitchcock. Number 14. We're going to take a break right now. Gus Van Sant. Let's get on it right now. Let's talk about it. It's done. Yeah, so... Uh, I mean, it's, I a been... shot, it's a shot for shot, but it's really not. There are some things they added, like him beating off. With the, <laughs> yeah, you know, I remember color. I saw that in theaters, and when he started beating off, I was like, what the fuck is this? Did you get all, uh, all uh, woozy inside, seeing Vince Vaughn? Heartthrob. I do like Vince Vaughn. Yeah. I do like him a lot. And Hayes is no Janet Lee, though. Can we agree on that? <laughs> not at all. She's not even a good Anne Hayes. I don't know what that <laughs> <means>. <laughs> um, No, but a lot of people... I remember I saw the trailer for Varsity Blues with it. I don't remember I where I saw that trailer. for the remake. I got ended up seeing it online. I think I that's when, like, Apple trailers and all that stuff. I saw Psycho at Worcester Showcase North. I saw and, it at the uh, mall. I remember Vigo Mortensen was in it, and... Uh, yeah, Julianne Moore. That's right. Julianne Moore was Lila yeah. Green. It's fun. William H. Macy was in it. Yes. It's one of those pictures. One of those universal pictures. <laughs> <laughs> You're just trailing off. <laughs> like an old man. <laughs> Grandpa? I'm Grandpa. like I'm like that Mike Furman irony in wine. <laughs> just talking. No, you're like uh, you're like you're like Todd from Dangerous Memories the movie. 
I don't know what that means because that's not a movie. That's a movie. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> I'm sure. Oh, that's right. We read the screenplay for no, it. No, you did. Back in episode 10. Beloved episode that no one can hear anymore because it's not on iTunes. <sighs> go get it. Go get it. Mm. Just put your hand down, little Steven. Just go and get it. I miss it. I miss it, too. I miss it so much it hurts. All right, let's get on to this. Okay. Psycho. Yeah. Gus Van Sant. It's not his best work. No, I mean, he had you know, Good Will Hunting years Good before. Good Will Hunting, yeah. That, that was a... And, uh... You know, um... Elephant. Elephant. Didn't yeah, I didn't like that I didn't like yeah, it either, yeah. What was that other one? That Jerry. Bubble? No, wait, that's Soderbergh. Yeah. Jerry? Jerry. That's right, Jerry. I didn't see that With one. Matt either. Damon and Casey Affleck. Did you Did you like that? Didn't see it. Okay. Paranoid Park. Yeah, I didn't. I, I didn't like that. I don't like those realism, like the realist ones he goes for with, like you know, not real actors and stuff. Yeah. I never like them. Yeah, not a fan. But I like Psycho. Let's talk about it right now. Okay. You see Anish's butthole. <laughs> <laughs> That's all Kevin Smith talks about, and whenever they bring that up, he talks about that. Interesting. Yes, you can see her. her it's gross. Her, yeah. It's gross. Yeah. Clean it up. Yeah, we don't need that. Just have a big black dot over, the, over that. Just right. censor, censor the movie. The people are waiting. Okay. They want us to talk about Psycho. We are talking about Psycho. Yeah, but the real Psycho. The real The psycho. Gus Van Sant Psycho. <laughs> we're talking about <laughs> discussing. I want to talk about the remake, the Hitchcock version. That's the remake, right? Yeah, yeah. That came Listen, out back in time. I'm not good with dates. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> we got some candy bars. <laughs> <A few. laughs> Sometimes I go with the numbers. <laughs> We don't really count plans. Oh, just me. <laughs> wow. I was way off on that. <laughs> My wife is a bobcat. <laughs> hey, don't push your politics on me, pal. All I know is I had that to them at the border. They let me right in. Jay, your dog. Doesn't have a tail. Why? All right. Good night, Moon. I can't stop it right now. <laughs> uh, Psycho, Alfred Hitchcock, 1960, number 14. Um, clearly, one of my favorite movies of all time, and I think I even mentioned in the past. Yes. It is the reason why I wanted to start directing and editing. You have to have that and one. Making sweet, sweet love with women. Ooh. <laughs> 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 no, uh, yeah, this really is like I my the movie that set me off ablaze. Ablaze. Yeah. I like that word. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I was just discussing this with the wife. I, I don't know what movie really set me off, but I'm really glad that you have yours mm-hmm. because it's always it's and and I think like Kevin Smith talks about his like slacker being his, and then yeah. um, and I think Kubrick goes into like and then some people have like the Marx Brothers and I don't know. I mean, as wrong as they are, yeah, you have that, yeah. yeah. But I mean, it's all. I, I, I think it's um. I think it's actually. The suckers and Abraham's mm-hmm. and stuff like that, Three Stooges and stuff like that. But yeah, everyone has like some that one thing that like kind of sets the tone for the rest of their life. And uh, isn't Martin Scorsese's like favorite movie or one of the Red Shoes? Isn't that's he, like, right. With that yeah, movie? he's really obsessed with that yeah. movie. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of movies he's obsessed with. Yeah, that's why I like Martin Scorsese. He's just like a huge cinema buff. Yeah, but I remember we always hear him talk about the Red Shoes. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, but and and that's really that's. I I I like that 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 this kind of film evokes that kind of emotion mm. and makes you really just be passionate for the way movies are made because it is one of those films that's so stylized it just mm-hmm. it, it it really it, it possesses that power even six sixty years later. Let me uh, fifty years later. Sorry. Let me. You're welcome. <laughs> let me throw down a dangerous memory for you. I'm just a little kid. I can't be more than twenty two. I walk into the blockbuster. I'm clearly younger than 22, by the way. You looked really serious when I said that, yeah, like you yeah. believe me. <laughs> <laughs> um, this was probably pre-high school, I want to say, because it was a VHS. Walking to the Blockbuster, I'm like, what is this psycho picture? <laughs> Did you say it just like that? I said it exactly like that. Wow. They're like, well, who are you talking to? <laughs> <laughs> I pick up a VHS, I bring it home. Boom, go upstairs into my bedroom. Sit down on the recliner that I had in my bedroom because I'm a pimp. I lay back, mm-hmm. press play. Yeah. My world has changed forever. It pretty much has to be. Uh, I, I, I couldn't take my eyes off the screen. I was enthralled with that movie. Yeah. Oh my God, I love Psycho so much. Do you think that you would just you'd be just as enthralled at any age? Uh, the answer is yes. 
I agree. Because like I'm still mesmerized when I watch it. Yeah, I think it's I think it's one of those movies you can love at any age, and that's what yeah. makes it so good. like um a few months ago, listeners of the podcast remember I went and saw it at Coolidge and like you're sucked in instantly, right from the opening with the music. Yeah. Dun, 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 which is a rip off of reanimator, but we'll get to that later. Okay, sure. Um But I just uh, even when I was watching it again on Blu ray two weeks ago, whenever I watched it, it's just it's such a good movie. I love everything about it. Anthony Perkins is like mesmerizing. He, he it's too bad he he, he kind of got typecast as Norman Bates. He did, for the rest and of it's really unfortunate. Yeah, a young woman steals forty thousand dollars from her employer's client, and subsequently encounters a young model proprietor too long under the domination of his mother. Domination of his mother. That's really weird. Young motel proprietor too long under the domination of his mother. It's really weirdly phrased. Yeah, <laughs> too under long under the domination of his mother. Too long under the domination of his mother. Um. If there's ever a biopic, a biopic, if you will, yes. of Anthony Perkins, Andrew Garfield shall play him. Boom. What do you think? Agreed. No. <laughs> when I was watching it on Blu-ray, all I could think of was, because um, I just watched Social Network, and I was like, he looks just like Andrew Garfield. <laughs> or Andrew Garfield I looks just, just like I was just watching him. something else, too, that, was, that, he, that the, another actor looked exactly like. I, was it, what's, what's his name from Gentleman Broncos? Kyle Angarano? Michael Angarano. Michael Angarano. I think he kind of looks like him, too, a little bit. I love Michael Angarano. What were you watching with him in it? I can't remember. Was it Sky High? It might have been Sky High. <laughs> I love Sky High. Yeah, I think it, I think it might have been Sky High. Yeah, it's a great movie. But uh, but yeah, there, there's a couple actors that I just have that 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 sort of mind you physique. I think Andrew Garfield looks exactly like him. Like he has the exact same body type. His hair in um, Social yeah. Network looks just like him. Yeah, he's, he's like sketchy. he looks exactly like Norman Bates in that movie. I think he was playing Norman Bates. In so that you movie. think they should have waited another decade before? Yeah. 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 I think he was fantastic. Yeah. They yeah. Should, yeah. They should remake the remake of Psycho and make it Andrew Garfield. The third yeah. or second, rather, remake. Yeah. Uh, why not? Yeah. <laughs> why not? <laughs> make Psycho 2. Remake Psycho 2. Let's call it Psycho 2. Because, exactly. hey, Psycho 2 is a good I'm film. In. I love Psycho 2. Exactly. I like all the remakes. <clears throat> or sequels, rather. <laughs> <All the remakes. laughs> That'd be amazing. They just keep remaking all the sequels. Um, but, yeah, I, uh, everyone in this, no, no actor, actress in this film doesn't do a, or my my negative negating myself. Uh the, everyone puts in a performance. Mm-hmm. Vera That's Miles. one way of saying it. Yeah. I think Alfred Hitchcock didn't like the guy who played Sam. Oh, uh, John Gavin? Yeah. Yeah. I think he really didn't like him. He thought he was a bad actor. It's interesting. Yeah. It's interesting cuz he was in Spartacus. He plays Julius Caesar and that's Yeah, uh, he did. Not a great movie. I love Spartacus. <laughs> With Lucy Lawless? Come on. Lucy Lawless. Stop it. Blood, blood and sand or whatever that. Yeah. Sandy, sandy blood. Sandy blood. Bloody sand. It's, it's the best kind of sand. Yes. <laughs> Psycho. Uh, Arbogast. Arbogast. He's fantastic. Yes. From 12 Angry Men. Yes. Martin Balsam. 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 And uh, William H. Macy. No, that's not true. What do you mean it's not true? In the remake, he yeah. played Balsam. <laughs> 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 Arbogast. Arbogast. Detective Arbogast. Um, this movie flies along too. It like, really does. Yeah, it just it, it's it one cruises th- along quite a clip, and it's over. Like, doesn't let you breathe. Yeah, I don't. I don't even think like, as far as I know, there's not really deleted scenes and stuff like that. That I, that that the, anything that's really missing, like anything, everything he cut, he he cut as he was going. As far as uh, as far as I know, it's pretty much a. Uh, it is. It's perfect. Yeah. I love Psycho so much. You go. With every fiber of my being. Fiber. And a score, Bernard Herman might be add. The shower scene wasn't going to be scored. But Bernard Herman just put it in there. He's like, listen, I want to do a score for it. Albert Hitchcock lost his shit over it. He's like, that shit's hot, son. Lay it down. <laughs> and, now that, said. and now that is the one that everyone remembers rather than their opening theme. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you went up to a person on the street and just went ring, 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 yeah. they know exactly what you're talking exactly. about. Exactly. You start humming. Vacation. You start hum- what? Ash Lampoon's Vacation. Oh yeah. If you inst- if you go up to them and start humming the tune, they're like, "What is that? Reanimator?" That's what they'd say. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But then second, they would say psycho. Because <laughs> that's how it is. That's just it's that, that's how important. It's true, it is. but I don't think like the normal street goer would know that theme. Yeah, I think it's iconic. I think, but I think it's iconic to film lovers. Does that make sense? No, absolutely it does. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. And uh, it's funny that a lot of people that I've talked to, uh, 
No, that's not true. A lot of people that are... (laughs) Let me pedal back here. Uh, A lot of things that I read from people who saw it at the time remember the blood being very red when it went down the channel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I read that too. That's just so weird that something like that can picture. You can picture in your head like just... Because it's black and white picture. Absolutely. And that's that's, that's kind of like how I was talking about a few months ago or a month or two or whatever. Uh, when I was saying how, why does everyone remember quotes that are wrong? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't make any sense. It's it's weird how people remember things, but it's not really what it is at all. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, more often than not, like, things get retold on purpose wrong because they don't have the rights to mm-hmm. the quote. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it's such a, it's so, it's so, the visual cortex of the brain tells you that that's red. It's like Enter the Void or some shit. Enter the Void. Or like The Matrix. It's exactly like The Matrix. Exactly. I think that's exactly. what The Matrix was about. Was yeah. about Psycho. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Classic I Matrix. I love Anthony Perkins so much. Yeah, he's too good. And even in Psycho 4, the beginning. He's too good in all of them. Yeah. He's so good. Yeah. I love him so much. I'm in love with him. Go tell him. Anthony. Right. <laughs> I'll read my notes. Sure. We whip him out. These are right here. I get my iPad up here. This is such an amazing iPad. All right, here we go. Some of my favorite opening credits ever. The score is such a ripoff for Reanimator. A brazier. It's true. Scandalous at the time. Scandalous. See a toilet? Ooh, blew people's minds. Flushing toilet. Beautiful transfer. The Blu ray looked gorgeous. Uh, boil a big steak. Gross. <laughs> that was weird she said that. In fact, the boil, boil a big steak. steak. Ugh, sounds so gross. Why would makes, you boil a steak? I don't know. It makes me think of Naked Gun when she boils that big <laughs> lump of meat, whatever. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's hard to take notes for a movie I've seen so many times. It's true. Mm. Um, this cop always creeped me out, the way he's just staring at her so close to Everything the camera. Everything about that cop is creepy. Yeah, he's just the way he's just like... He's, yes. So close to the camera, too. <laughs> um, so nosy. And he looks like Dexter's dad to me. Yes. I always think he looks like James Remar. Agreed, he does. Yes. Um, I love the conversation in her head. I like that type of thing. Like, I like... And yeah. I've seen it in so many movies since then. And one of the things I can never understand is if she just thinks that's the conversation they're having, or that is actually the conversation that's happening, and she's just thinking about it. I'm assuming it's just what she thinks they're talking about, because yeah. the way she smiles after such an ingenious way of of expositioning, you know, yeah. just the story, moving along the story, and 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 not having a whole other scene of just yeah. what is going on. Uh, here we go, one of my favorite performances of all time, truly a Hall of Fame performance by Perkins. It really is. Agreed. They can't. They can't hear you nodding. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was nodding really, really hard. Then maybe would hit the microphone. <laughs> um, if there was ever a biopic about Anthony Perkins, Andrew Garfield should play him. I'm right. Uh, Parlor Sheens is one of my favorites in film history. It's a scene I've actually remade myself. Which scene? The parlor scene. The parlor scene in the back. Yeah, I've remade that scene. You have. I played Norman Bates. Whoa, mind blowing. I would put that up on the website, but it's kind of hard to hear. Our mics weren't working very well. Ah, uh, bummer. Um, such a flawless transfer. <laughs> Flushing toilet. <laughs> yeah, what's, of all the things to be so controversial. I, I think I read, I think it was on IMDb or a book I have or have read. They were saying how, like, the writer, Robert Block, was like, you have to show Flushing Toilet. Like, we're going to do this, and it's going to be awesome. Like, it was a big sticking point for some reason. Hmm. I think that's weird. Like, why is it matter? Well, all the sh- I, yeah, of all the shots. I mean, they're... Why wouldn't Hitchcock do that? I mean, he has that cool shot of Marion kind of getting changed, and then it pans down to the bed, and you see the envelope full yep. of money. I mean, he he has all those, and I think that's a Kubrick. I think something Kubrick that kind of got later, but it, it, it just does. You mean just he ripped shot. off? He, he ripped off. Say it like it is. All right. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> Genuine inspiration is very rare nowadays. Blood, blood. blood. <laughs> I love that. Mother, blood, oh, blood. <laughs> uh, Norman's a good picker-upper. I noticed that. He cleans really well, really yeah. fast. Yeah, But uh, and not, it's not even that fast. It just... It, 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 I don't know what it is about that scene. Because he doesn't really move that fast. Like, he just... But he still makes it so a dead body is not there it looks, pretty it, yeah. fast. So yeah. he cleans up that pretty fast. Yeah. And s- s- sops up the blood. Ooh. It's going to happen to you tonight. Absolutely. Uh, 
Arbor Gas is pretty creepy. I thought he was a creepy man. Really? The way he just shows up and stares at I think him for he's, a while. I, he's just as nosy as the cop. I think. I mean, that's just the whole thing. It's you, you feel you're almost with. You're on Perkins' side. You're on Norman oh, yeah, Bates' side because Norman Bates is amazing. Well, the, obviously, but uh, I mean, uh, besides that, you're just kind of you. Anything about the whole film is about our deepest inhibitions, just the things that taunt us, that scare us the most, mm-hmm. and that's that's what it is. The cop, Arbogast. Those, uh, then, then you have uh, Marion's sister, and then Lila. Sam, Lila, and then they come in, and everyone's just nosy and looking and snooping around. Go on, snooping around. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I want a Vespa because of Mr. Perkins, and I'll tell you why. Because once I was walking around Boston, and they have a Vespa store there. Yes. And inside was a picture of Anthony Perkins, probably like around 1960, actually. It looked like exactly like he did in Psycho. Just like sitting on a Vespa, and it was like my favorite picture ever. I became obsessed with it. Why didn't you buy it? I didn't have $1,000 on me at the time. You son of a bitch. I had 10 bucks. 10 I bucks? Tried, I tried to barter with him. You should have. <laughs> like comic book guy. <laughs> Listen. I'll give you ten bucks. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Arbogast death always shocks me. Classic, All the time, uh, man. classic score work. Because right it happens like in a half a second. Yeah. <laughs> Norman took a wife. <laughs> I love that line. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Loomis is a horrible actor. He's so abrasive and suspicious. How was he planning on this working? And I don't mean like the actor was a horrible actor. I mean Loomis was a horrible actor when he went there talking to Norman. You know, yes. acting like he's the the yeah. the husband of her of yeah. Lila. Yeah. He's just so he's just so abrasive. <laughs> he's so abrasive and not. Jeez, I'm not suspicious of this character yeah. at all. Funny, it's the first time that's ever happened. Yeah. What? What? <laughs> I don't have any luggage. I have to pay first. Oh, all right. <laughs> he just gives him the how about a receipt. <laughs> Why are you so? Well, angry? He, already, he already thinks ill will of this character of Norman Bates, so he's just he's, he's being like, celebrated. He's, he's a bully. He, he, he's like that. He might as well be wearing a varsity leather jacket. He was Le- wasn't leather he? jacket. I thought. Uh, he was. I wish I could see that house in the Universal lot. Yeah, never just want to go to that chance. Universal lot. Uh, Norman sure can be terrifying. <laughs> he sure can be. <laughs> he sure can. Uh, I've always loved this rundown on Norman. He explains everything like a Bond villain. <laughs> he tells everything. Um, Everything's explained. Perkins is no so perfect. Uh, Perfections. Uh, she wouldn't even harm a fly. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> the end. <laughs> the end. <laughs> it's the best ending to a movie. It would be ever. great if it was a question mark. And then I just wrote perfect because it's really the perfect ending to a movie. Mm. I love everything about it. Everything. I just, I don't know, I just probably wouldn't have cast Anne Heche in it. That's really it. You know, everyone's allowed one mistake in life. It's true. Gus has gotten a lot, though. He, he does, he does that? have a lot. <laughs> Finding Forrester? Come on. Come there. on, Finding Forrester. Awful movie. Yeah. You know what movie I don't like? My own private Idaho. I didn't like that movie. I don't, I'm not a big fan either. No, that's fine. I mean, there's nothing. It's not fine. No, that's what I'm saying. What is? Never mind. <laughs> no, you know what I was thinking. I'm, th- I'm still thinking about Sean Connery. I'm like, you know, he he's done, he didn't have a lot of good movies in his in his. He has the Untouchables. Well, I mean, that's in 1990. That's a little while before. 87. Yeah, 87. It was on TV the other day. It's only reason why I brought it up. 87. Wow, I'm far off. But yeah, I mean, the last his last few movies. League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. I remember I really enjoyed that movie when I saw it in theaters. Oh no, it's it's a it's a guilty pleasure for me. But yeah. I, I mean, still not considered The Rock. I like The Rock. You gotta, yeah. give, I, gotta give it up for The Rock. Instinct? No, that's Anthony Perkins. Anthony Hopkins. Anthony Perkins. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be amazing if that was Wait, Anthony Perkins. What's the one with... Okay, I was thinking of The Rock again. I was thinking of him with long hair. Yeah. It's the beginning of The Rock. Where'd you go home and date the prom queen? <laughs> <laughs> classic. Uh, classic fighting force. All right, all right, enough. Psycho. Psycho. Can we agree it's probably a uh, 14 out of 10? Uh, <laughs> 1,400. 1600 on your SATs. Spider Man. You know, I think Robert Block kind of got the jib. $9,000? Come on. Was it 9000 I thought it was even less than that. It was something like that. Yeah. And then Eddie Perkins got $40,000. Yeah. It's not fair. Not fair, Robert Block. He wrote that. He wrote, <laughs> he, he wrote that. He wrote that. <laughs> dun, dun. Would we venture to say this is Anthony Hopkins? Uh, See, Anthony, you're doing it. Anthony, Anthony Hitchcock's. Anthony, Anthony Hitchcock's. Hitchcock's. <laughs> Alfred Hitchcock's. <laughs> Quit the show. I'm done. <laughs> How many fillers? Yeah. Uh, 
Alfred Hitchcock's uh, yes. trophy film. Like this is his film. Yes. Of, um, of the yes. King of I'm King. answering you. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I get the question. I'm answering you. Yes. <laughs> I wish you could take a little time on that, but that's okay. <laughs> I think that makes it even better answer then. If I didn't take Boom. any time to answer. I love you. It, it's, it's the only answer. I love you. How dare you. <laughs> um, no, I think it's his best film by far. Mm. I mean, I love North and Northwest. I love... Rear window. Rear window. I love the birds, the but birds. something about Psycho. I can I can always come back to it. Yeah. Like I'll know I'll watch North by Northwest and Rear Window and all them again. But Psycho is just one that I can never ever get sick of. I've seen it so many times. Yeah, and I love it so much. <sighs> I've remade a scene from it. Whoa, That's how much I love did. it. <laughs> it's amazing. And uh, my teacher was suitably terrified by me. Suitably, he, he thought I was incredibly creepy in it. I was really proud of myself. That's acting, son. It is acting, son. You got the chops. And by acting, I mean that's how I really am. Exactly. You've got oh. the chops. <laughs> <laughs> that was a weird noise. That was weird. Um, but yeah, Psycho. We're 14. Wow. We're just coasting by. Uh, next week, next we're going to be reviewing Star Wars A New Hope. <gasps> and it is our one-year anniversary. Wow, what a great way to uh, celebrate. I know, right? It's not 52 episodes, but that's just because we had to take a few weeks off due to weather and due to me getting married. But uh, it is our one-year anniversary. We started on my birthday, and next week is my birthday. It's amazing. I think it's weird. I think I, I'm pretty sure I went back and listened to that first episode recently, and we didn't even mention it was on my birthday. I think that's weird. That is weird. What were we smoking? Reefer. How do you not remember that? It was only a year ago. Reefer. <laughs> Reefer. <laughs> <laughs> um, so thank you, Mom, for making me Shepherd's Pie. It was amazing. And uh, see you next week. <laughs> be awesome. If that's how I ended. <laughs> uh, Star Wars. I know. I'm excited. Yeah. What version are you gonna watch? It's too bad. The original. The limited edition. Whatever. Yeah, the one from 1977. Seven. It's like the second disc. Uh, it just pisses me off. It's the reason why everyone bought those. It's the second bonus disc. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. too bad. We can't wait for the Blu-ray. What adds, right? Not coming with that. Right. I don't know. Speak to me for once in your life, will you? I love you. You make me sick to my stomach. That's my half-hearted stabbing motion. Wow, you can kill an animal with that kind of aim. Reminds me of Epic. I watched the Scrubs episode last night with the guy who reminds me of Epic. But I wanted chicken. <laughs> Did you watch what? The Scrubs episode last night oh, with okay. the guy who reminds me of Epic Rage. I wanted chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Do I need my gallbladder? Sir, you ask me that every time I'm in here. <laughs> but I wanted chicken. Have you ever told Epic that? That reminds yeah, you of Yeah, all the time. <laughs> I always say, but I want a chicken to him. <laughs> but I want a chicken. But I want a chicken. I've been rewatching Scrubs. Uh, one of my favorite <laughs> sketches. Uh, was on Conan O'Brien on the 10th anniversary special. They showed it, and it's that one where they show like they they go out to look at a house, and you're like, "Can you just pretend to be husband and wife?" Yeah, <laughs> and they're like, "Just I want you to say the line. Um, would you like um, would you like eggs or something like that?" She's like, "Would you like eggs?" And and she's like, "Do I have to?" He's like, "Yes, yes, you have to, uh, honey. Would you like some eggs?" But but I told you I, already I wanted pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> but I wanted chicken. Did you watch Saturday Night Live on Saturday with Jesse Eisenberg? Uh, parts of it. I thought it was really good. Yeah, it was like the best Saturday Night Live this season, probably for me. Wow, I thought it was really funny. Ooh. Like all the skits hit for me. Skits hit. I may have to who that later. Like it was really funny. Like I really liked the uh, the Black Bride of Frankenstein or whatever. I really liked that one. I saw that. That creeps, creep. I love that creep whatever. song. Creep that song. made me laugh every time they were actually doing the creep. Yeah, just because their faces. Are yeah, like, hysterical. Yeah. I could not. I was like peeing myself. I'm kind of looking and forward I to still this am now. right now. Actually, Jesse Eisenberg was actually just really funny in it. Yeah. Like I really like the, the don't opening. Forget, yeah, I like the don't forget the lyrics schedule the lyrics. a lot. I didn't see it, but I'll I will Hulu to, tonight. Yeah, definitely Hulu all of it because it's really it was a really good strong episode. I was surprised. Awesome, awesome, awesome. <laughs> and some <laughs> scrubs. Just look. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I love uh, me too. Um, so next week will be Star Wars, uh, number thirteen. Do we need to throw out a poll question for uh, um, our DM Nation? Man, we got to think one on the spot. Yeah, I can't think of any. Uh, 
What's your favorite movie? <laughs> I was going to ask what people thought, who, who people would want to be Lois Lane, but I don't think anyone would answer. You don't think so? No. Nah. They don't care. It doesn't matter anyway, right? Let's get real here, right? Um, so the song that we'll be ending with is from Tron Legacy. It's one of the songs from the Tron Legacy soundtrack. Because yes. yes. every song is amazing on it. Yes. It was my number five the fans of the are clamoring for your list. That's not true. To continue. I don't think anyone's clamoring for it. What are you, at number seven? So number six? This is number five. Number five? Yeah. Okay, so you're at number five. Number four will be next week, and that will be Kanye. Kanyezy. Yeah, that's on there already. Yeah. I just have to put my three through one, and oh, okay. no one's reading. I'm reading. Clearly you're not. You thought <laughs> I was on number seven. <laughs> okay, I missed a few. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> um, so yeah, Tron Legacy, an amazing soundtrack. Listen to it. Love it. Love it. This weekend I saw Donald Glover and Greg Fitzsimmons. I just want to mention that because both of them were Donald amazing. Donald Glover. Donald Glover's stand-up was hysterical. Was it? He is classic. Was he, on, was he on Conan? He was on like two weeks ago, yeah. Okay, yeah, I think I saw him. Um, his, he clearly loves like old school Eddie Murphy because yeah. his style is a lot like that. Yeah. Oh my god, he was so funny. I though. saw his uh, Twitter. Or, yeah, yeah, that's right. You know, he was talking about Twitter about it, like how he's, he's uh, his name is really funny on Dong Lover. Don Dong Lover. Because it was originally Dong, he wanted to say it was Don, Don Glover, Glover, but it looked like Dong, Dong Lover. Lover. <laughs> um, it's funny though. We saw him on Friday night, and then Saturday, my good friend at Dylan Scorey on the Twitter went and I went into Boston. To go see Greg Fitzsimmons at night, mm-hmm. and we were had time to kill, so we went and saw the Green Hornet, and then we went to Bo Loco. Bo Loco, and so we were sitting in Bo Loco, about to get a Nutella milkshake. Oh. Look up, in walks Donald Glover. I was like, what? "What? Hey, man! Hey!" And he was like, "Hey!" And I was like, "Oh no, we saw you last night. I just want to say how amazing you were." He's like, "Oh man, thanks so much." And I'm like, "No, seriously, you were hysterical." We, I was like, I was against the stage. It's closest I've ever been in a stand-up show. And I was like, "We were the ones right there." I was like, "Oh my god, you were so good." I was just, I, I made him listen to Childish Gambino on the way here. And he turned. He was like, "I'm really sorry about that." Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was awesome though. Man, ever been starstruck? In a... Oh wait, no. You know what? I take that back. I got starstruck at McDonald's when I was about. 1989. Listen, it's always a chore to meet Ronald McDonald. I'd have been terrified. No, it wasn't Ronald McDonald. Oh, my bad. No, it was New Kids on the Block. Oh, I was great. Seven, 1989. <laughs> they you all must, walked you in must together. Have lost your too. shit. <laughs> Did they dance in? No, actually. Well, actually, my mom had to tell me like that's new. That's the New Kids on the Block, and I'm like, hey, yeah. <laughs> it, it, what, what's even funnier is she's old. She didn't know who they were. They're just five guys. Yeah, <laughs> five guys. In fact, they weren't even New Kids on the Block. They just, they just, just told me they were guys. just five different guys. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. We are New Kids on the Block. <laughs> yeah, kid. Give us some money. Yeah. <laughs> like five black guys. <laughs> like one Asian guy. <laughs> yeah. I, funny enough, I looked at the poster years later. I'm like, that's not them. <laughs> that's not them at all. <laughs> you call your mom. Mom, what the fuck? <laughs> What's going on here? It's like a Twilight Zone stuff. What's going on? Classic. My life's not the same. Oh, classic. Let's, let's talk about 2012 a little more. Yeah, okay. So yeah. See, um, the thing you have to realize is it's a metaphor for communism. It really is. I it's mean, all about the Red Scare. And you know who's a hero in this? Isn't that a Russian man? Who exactly. falls to his death. Exactly. <laughs> Why? He has a little dog. Oh, let me think here. There's, um, there's a lot of That tsunami, though, is also yeah. like the secondary hero in this. Yeah. Because it really kills kill. and wipes away all the... They killed the Dalai Lama. It, yeah. See, when Roland Emmerich is a prophet. A lot of people don't understand that. He's a prophet. And everything that he says so comes to pass. Yeah. I think it's just too ahead of his time. Just wait. Just, Godzilla just wait. is coming. It's coming. Godzilla represents the red... <laughs> <laughs> All of his movies are <laughs> metaphors for the red scare. <laughs> That'd be amazing. <laughs> Independence and Day. Oh, and, what he's just, and what he's destroying is social inequality. <laughs> Stargate. <laughs> Listen, Star Stargate is a metaphor for injustice and being... Uh, imprisoned in a parallel dimension <laughs> or a parallel universe. Uh, yeah. All of them are big F you to John Wayne. That's pretty much what it boils exactly. down to. Exactly. <laughs> Independence Day. <laughs> I mean, I, I think I saw a statue of John Wayne get exploded. Roland Emmerich yeah. hates America. It's true. And so do <laughs> I. <laughs> the end. Uh, I ended like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Tron Legacy soundtrack. Listen to it and love it. I am Todd. I am Hector. We'll see you next week. We love you. We love you. Bye.
Whoa. Well, I'd kill myself. Like, as usual. As usual. <laughs>